Welcome to a Father's Flame podcast today. This is going to be a great episode. Today, I want to introduce Chris Borghese. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, man, this is just a blessing to be able to be here today. And thank you, Jeff, for allowing me the opportunity. This is uh, anytime we can get the message out to help men be able to connect with their wives. It's it's always a powerful thing. So thank you. Well, that's what I love what you're doing. Like you're you're building and nurturing um, marriages, right? Because we we all need help and we need um, I always say new skills like we're not born with the skills we need. A, we need that skill yeah. uh, that we got to learn to have better marriages. So, Chris, you're the CEO and co-founder of the Marriage Revolution and a certified marriage co- uh, relationship and behavioral consultant and ordained pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us um, really what what you're up to these days and, and tell us um, more about the marriage revolution revelation? Well, you know, well, thank you for uh, noticing all that. Um, so we have been in the space of the marriages for uh, because of Tara and I had an issue. My wife, Tara, uh, we got in the space about 18 years ago, but the first 10 years uh, it was not good. It was not healthy. And so uh, we we were on a journey of being able to understand how do we connect because we we almost called it quits at the 10 year mark. In fact, I was um, I had a, a road to Damascus experience. I already told her um, her sister that because they live in the same we live in the same subdivision. I'd walked over to her sister's house and told my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law that it was over. Like this marriage is done. Wow. So, so on that on that trip home, I walk home from her house to our house. God intervened uh, to me, for me, for our family. And he told me two things. Number one, you're not going to let Satan win this. Hmm. I gave I gave you a great, a beautiful wife. I have three beautiful children. And and the thought of someone else raising them, just he, he is you're going to have to fight for your family. Fight for your family. That was the first thing. The second thing, what got us and what what caught me was the fact that I was I was sacrificing my family on the altar of success for 10 years. I worked really hard to work my way up the corporate ladder. I was an executive for a company and I traveled three to four weeks out of the month. And during that time, my wife was having an emotional affair. Now we didn't know what it was called, but what the Lord told me was that I pushed her in the arms of another man. Now, yes, she has she had responsibility and all that, but I had to take responsibility for my piece of it. And this is what I'm on the journey. This is my mission in life is to be able to help guys to say, hey, look, we can't sacrifice, you know, our families on the altar of success. And there's got to be a balance here because, you know, women need both need provision because I was thinking I was doing the right thing. As the Bible says, right? You provide for your family, provide. So I was doing that, but I was sacrificing them emotionally. And we have to do both. We have a tall order, but with God, all things are possible. I love that you're, you're pushing hope. You're pushing that hey, it's possible, right? Cause I know there's going to be guys listening to this. They're like, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm working overtime. I'm traveling. I'm trying to provide. Right. And I feel like I've done the same thing. Um, where it's like the money kind of blinds you and it's like, yeah, it, it, 
it elevates in some fashion where it's almost like everything else starts serving that and it's like it's getting out of place so yeah. you so know, where it's the thing i call you know letting life live us hmm. rather than us living life it's it's life guys you know let's just be real it's like life catches up with us the house the cars the the bills the the all these things just cut catch up with us but we got to be aware we have a saying unless you're aware of something you're not going to be aware of it it's like um it's like a detour sign you, when the when you're driving and a detour sign says hey the bridge is out up front we have two choices we can take the detour and beware of it or we can just plow through and go over the edge and let the bridge, you know, the bridges out and then fall to impending danger. You know, those are our two choices. And that's where that's where most guys are. And uh, their wives are crying out. They're calling out. They're saying there's something wrong here. But but here's the deal. Most women now get this. You're not going to miss this. Most women love Jesus more than they hate their marriage. They'll stay mm -hmm. in it. They'll stay in it and they'll be silent for a period of time until they're not. And that's when we get the phone call. We get the phone call, but it's, it, normally it's too late. It's normally too late. The wife's been crying, screaming out for, for remedies or we got to get help. We got to get help. And the guy wants to keep their money in their pocket. And no, relationships are a chick thing. You know, I'm a hunter and I grunt and I, I know this is how a man's how I'm wired. God made me man. I'm a man. And so because of that, we're not hearing our wives and then they become silent. Hmm. And that is when you really need to be careful because that's where I have most of my clients are is are men who their wives have now left them. And, and there's no guarantee they're ever going to come back. But I don't I say this. I say this a lot. We don't have a marital problem. We have a personal development issue. And so the sooner we can get the ahead of that curve, the less pain we're going to have in hopes that our family comes back to us. And that's where I am working with some guys right now. Man, I, I like what you're saying. So we have a personal development issue. Like, so what are, I mean, there's got to be just really common threads that you're seeing amongst men. Like, what are we missing? Like, yeah. And I, I can't thank you enough for having me on your job. This yeah. is so good. Because the more times that men hear this message, the more they won't fall in the same trap I did. You know, it yeah. talks about in Proverbs, you know, when you learn from uh, when you learn from your mistakes yourself, you're a fool. When you learn from the mistakes of others, you're wise. So don't make the same mistakes I did. I almost lost it all. I almost lost my family. In fact, I had made the decision. It was over. I made that decision until God intervened. So what are we missing? There's a few things we're missing. We don't understand. Most guys, now, I'm not saying, oh, I don't want to pigeonhole anyone. I don't want to put them in a box. But most guys are more, we're more task driven, right? We want to, we want to get things done. Mm -hmm. And our women, our wives are more, you know, people oriented. They like, they keep our homes warm and kind and friendly, or they're very outgoing. And so because of that, that right there is 80 to 90% of the issue. You know, we're here on guys where what we hear a lot is the fact that we're logical and that we, 
You know, the, the woman is being illogical with her feelings. You know, that's what you're saying is just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because we haven't taken the time. And this is where we're missing it. This is where I missed it, is that we're not hearing our wives. God has made a man and a woman or however personality, 90% of all marriages, we marry the exact opposite. And we do that not because, look, I want to marry someone opposite of me, <laughs> right? We just, it just naturally is that way. Like Tara was attracted to me because I was, you know, outgoing. I was fun. I had large social, large social circle. I was a pastor and, and I was preaching and, and I had power and strength. She was more reserved. She was more quiet, more understanding. And so because of that, we both were attracted. Man, she can make a great wife. She loves children. She, she'll be a great wife. She, and, and he was like, oh, and, she'll, and he'll make a great husband. So we don't knowingly, like, I'm going to marry the opposite. That's what happens in 90% of all couples. And so then what happens is that that first year, there's a lot of love. And we can work through a lot of stuff. We don't, all the premarital counseling we did or coaching, it's like, eh, it's, it's okay, but I got love. Love is going to bring perfect alignment and until it doesn't, until the wife says, man, you know, a couple kids come along and, and then all of a sudden there's this gap. I don't, I don't know if I like you anymore because you're so different than me. And most couples will come to uh, a point in their life where they say, you know, what I was attracted to uh, either one, I'm no longer attracted to. And then here we have a saying, when you don't understand something, I'll get this, when you don't understand something or someone, you're going to try to you'll spend the rest of your life trying to fix it, trying to change it, judge it, and eventually discard it. Hmm. Wow. This is what happens to most couples. And, and so what happens to the guy is like, what? Like, I'll talk to, I'll talk to these couples on a story. And the guy, the gal would say, you know, I would leave this guy if it wasn't for Jesus. I love God more than I hate my marriage. So they stick in it. They're, they're in it. They're in it. They want to win it, but like they've given up hope. My husband's never going to change. And so you talk to the guy and the husbands will say, what? I got a great marriage. What are you talking about? And I'm like, have you talked to your wife? <laughs> and wow. what happens is with most people is that, or most couples, is that the woman is afraid to speak up because they don't like confrontation. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to, you know, they see the provider. Like, what am I going to do with my life? While this guy's making money and providing for everything, I'm here taking care of two, three kids and I got throw up on me. And it's like, who am I or what am I going to say? Like if he kicks me out or we don't get along, what am I going to do? I have no, you know, I don't have skills. No, no. Remember, they can be vice versa. The men could be the same situation. Uh, like yeah. for us, I was the more outgoing. Tar was a more reserved. So for us, it's a little bit different, but still, nonetheless, we're totally opposite. And this is where most guys are missing it is the fact that we're not getting the skill set. Like you said, Jeff. I, so eloquently, like we're not exploring this, the skill set to be able to connect. And that is what has happened. We were designed to complete, not compete with each other. And a lot of times couples just like, well, if she would just be more logical, we would get along. And, and 
he was she would be saying, well, if you weren't just so mean and so angry all the time, we'd get along. And so there there it is. When we don't understand something, we're going to try and fix it or we're going to, you know, not understand it because we're, we're trying to change it. Or uh, the other word, we're going to judge it like you're so mean or you're so illogical. So we judge it. And so when we understand that, and that's what we do. We help people understand the differences between themselves. That's different. That, that, that how I'm wired, how they're wired and then how to connect. So that's really what we're doing. Now, we're, you'd ask the question, what are we up to? So we're actually changing our model a little bit. We are, we're, we're talking to couples, of course, but we're doing it now through the church. Mm. Um, like you said, we're, uh, Tar and I are ordained pastors, my wife. And so uh, after we, we, we worked through our issues 20 years ago, so now we're at a church called City Reach in Austin, Texas, or in Cedar Park, and we're uh, uh, the um, Next Steps pastors. And so eventually the marriage and family and all that. But suffice to say, we are now taking our curriculum uh, that we've created with our partner, business partner. Uh, he's taught Zig Ziglar, has taught John Maxwell. Wow. He has been all over the world and he's in business with us. And so we're taking some of his curriculum, most of it, and, and uh, some of ours, and we're combining it. And so now we're going to the churches to be able to help them be able to have, you know, have great marriages because, um, like I said, most women, and especially in a church, they're going to just like be silent. Mm. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be okay with it. They don't know any better. They don't know any different. I guess he's just, a, he's just going to be the way he is and he's going to be short and angry or, or maybe a turtle where he becomes reclusive and doesn't talk. Something's going to give. So, so that's where most church, that's where most couples are who don't talk or don't have good, healthy marriages. So, um, that's what we're doing. Interesting. So, are you guys seeing like even amongst the church that divorce rates are still kind of up there? Yeah, they're up there, but in more in the church, there's uh, there's more of a I'm going to stick with this because I okay. I love Jesus more than I hate my marriage. And so they realized they took responsibility of the fact they they married. So it's a little bit less, but it's still there. But if you could put a, a thermometer or something, a barometer to be able to judge unhappiness in a marriage, like do a poll like what we've done. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's for the church. It's it's, it's astronomical. It's astronomical. Um, it's it's much greater than the divorce rate. Uh, at 50%, which most divorces, one out of two, end a divorce. The second marriage is 62%. The third marriage is 73%. Wow. So there's a common denominator. But within the church, what we're finding is that even at the 63 70% rate, it's unhappiness. And those are the honest ones. Sure. <laughs> those are the ones who are saying, well, are you sure your survey is anonymous? <laughs> so they won't, they won't, they won't come clean, but that's okay. It's, I understand. It's like, there's a lot riding on this. We made a commitment. We made a vow. I will till death do us part till sickness and health and richer rapport. And so a lot of women are like, I'm that's, I'm going to do this. And so we're finding that's the unhappiness that uh, most are at. And so the key there is having the guy realize and hear his, hear his wife, hear his wife. His wife hear him, hear him, and once and once they connect like that and hear each other, then the magic can happen and the happiness comes. Well, the the unhappiness factor will come down. 
for sure. So good. I like that you guys are going to the churches. It sounds like this is like a way to scale instead yeah. of, you know, you could only meet with so many people. Right. Yeah. Um, and you I think this is, ask. yeah, I think this is like, uh, well, j just literally like this last week I had this thought I'm like, cause um, I'm in a small group and we're all sharing our testimonies. And it's like mm -hmm. a lot of times in the testimony, there's always that struggle in the marriage and, and it either, it's like that fork in the road, they make it or they don't and they get rid yeah. whatever. And it's like, how much of the church should, should the church really be that anchor source to really call men out? Right. And we should be, we should be teaching. Like we have the best teaching, I think of like how to serve and love our wives and, and walk in wisdom. But you know, we all are going to church with people and even maybe it's ourselves that we're not loving our wives at home. We're not yeah. loving our kids at home. Like it's this um, facade that gets put on and you think things are okay, but you got no clue. Like you're saying what your, what yeah. your wife's going through and what, and you're the one that's causing it. So mm -hmm. like, it seems like the charge has to happen. Like with a lot of things with yeah. men, men have to wake up, yeah. take responsibility. Um, yeah. so how do you, how do you, um, how are you going to wake up men, right? To even yeah. hear the message? Cause I'm sure a lot of guys are just like, ah, that must be yeah. that guy, not me. It can't be me. That's right. They suffer. We've suffered from either Adam syndrome. They blame their wives or the wives blame the man. And see, this is what, uh, this is why we don't believe in couples counseling or coaching. Ooh, interesting. Because, you know, it becomes a fisticuff. Well, that becomes then, you know, he said, she said, and we don't want any of that. So I'll work with the, with the guys and Tara will work with the gals. And it's about, it really is a personal development issue that, you know, it's the same issue that I had at the 10 year mark. You know, I'm rising my core, rising up the corporate ladder until there was pain. We're not, you know, I'm and, until people wake up to say, there's two ways people can wake up either the pain of, of, of losing something, right. Or being able to say, okay, I don't want to be in that fear, the fear of I don't want to be in that same situation that Chris was in. And so what we're finding is that when couples can, you have a much better, much. Now, listen, the guys, you have a much better chance of survival if you can hit this, get this at the front of the pass rather than after. Because once the woman leaves, once the woman is silent, um, that's when the red flag should come up. You don't, you don't know if they're going to ever come back or they're going to return. So what we try to do is to educate and to warn and to help people, men understand that, that uh, you don't have to, you know, it says in Proverbs again, that a, a wise man will learn from the mistakes of others, but a fool will make their own. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's where we don't want to go through what Chris went through. Thankfully, Tar responded after three months of dead silence. I did not know for three months if she was going to come back to me. You know, I'd pushed her in the arms of the man. And so uh, she didn't have a physical affair. She had an emotional affair. But still, nonetheless, I pushed her. And so when so what I would do for three months, I would when she wasn't talking to me, I would write things on uh, the a mirror for her uh, bedroom or bathroom, write love notes or scripture verses. And then uh, sometimes I'd write her letters. Sometimes I'd call her. She'd pick up, but then it was dead silence. And it was like that way for three months. But I persevered because I knew 
I knew what I was going to do because God told me to take responsibility. He told me to own it, to fight, to don't give up. And so I developed a skill set to be able to say, okay, here's what we need to do here. I'm not trying Now get this. This is so important. Our goal in life, my role in life for Tara is to, it says to in Ephesians 5.25, to love her as Christ loved the church. Not to fix her, not to change her, not to, if she can respond to me, well, no, if she can do my physical touch or whatever the love language is, well, then I will, I'll be nice to her. No, no, it's about me. And when I got that, when I got that revelation, it has to be about me. You know, my personal development, because I can only control what I can, can, can control. And so I can't control my wife. I can't change my wife. I can't fix my wife. You know, crisis, you know, leads to different thinking. And so that's what most guys are in. Until there's crisis, they won't take the steps or the learn the skill sets to be able to connect with their wife. Let me give you an example. You know, most of us will work. You know, when I worked at, uh, at, at a Fortune th- Top 13 company, we had a system that in order for you to log, to get paid, you had to log in. Even executive, you had to log in. You had to uh, identify the, uh, the work code correctly, the vacation code correctly, the time off correctly, whatever, so that you could get paid. So I had to learn how to log in. I had to learn how to navigate the system. Certainly it was an easier system, but I, I had to have that skill set or I wasn't going to get paid, which is what the goal was. And see, no one teaches this stuff in high school or in college, anywhere. No one knows. How do you, have you ever taken a class, Jeff, where it says, how do you connect with your wife? There is no such thing. No. There is no such thing. Like maybe a psychology maybe may, may, may learn about the different sexes, but they don't learn the verbiage. They don't learn how to talk to uh, their spouse. So, you know, because of that, this is what the the, the great gap is. Um, we don't have not learned the skill set, and the skill set is 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 uh, is like this. It's an example I like to give with my uh, uh, youngest son. He's dating a gal from South Korea, so they've been dating about four years. So. He has learned Korean. Why did he learn Korean? Is so that he can speak her language, so he can express love to her in a in a language that she resonates with. And that's what we do. When mm-hmm. I'm speaking English, Tara's hearing Yiddish because she's a different person. She has different experiences. She has different personality. She has different trauma in her life. So when I'm speaking English, she's hearing Yiddish. If I keep speaking English and she's hearing Yiddish, are we going to connect? Not going to happen. And that's all we're doing. Thankfully, it's not as hard as Korean, <laughs> like my son. But it is. It's a particular verbiage. It's a particular language. You know, the Bible talks about in, in uh, Proverbs 18, 21, that the power of death and life are in the tongue. <clears throat> so when I don't learn my wife's language. I'm not only going to not connect with her. It's not going to work for her. Not going to work for us. I'm speaking death over her. Hmm. Now that may seem harsh, but one in two marriages are ending in divorce. And then there's a slew 
in our estimation, up to 70% of the church are unhappy, unhappy in their marriage because of this issue. We're not able to connect and learn a language that the other person can resonate with. And so when I learned that tactic, when I learned that skill set, let me give you another example. One of the skill sets. Okay, so as you can tell, I'm high energy. I have lots of energy. I get up at four or five in the morning. I have these great ideas, you know, and turn our business together. If I come to her and I say things, a business before she has her cup of coffee, before she wakes up, this is about pace. So if I come at her with all this energy and, hey, I had this great idea, the marriage revelation, we're going to get this customer. Yeah, this is what we're going to. If we, if I do that, it's not, it, guys, it's not going to work out well for me. <laughs> it's not. I have to slow down. I have to understand. And so just in that simple illustration has really made a difference in her life because I'm not, I'm not ruining her whole day because I don't understand her. I understand that she needs now, you know, to slow down. She's a, she's more reserved. So I slow down. I talk. How was your morning? What did, did you have any wicked dreams last night? What did you think about? Did you sleep well? So when I ask her those things rather than a to-do list, how you feeling list, then that goes well. Now, Tara is a, is a task. Once, once she wakes up, she's task oriented. But in the morning, she's people oriented for sure. Man, you're ah, yeah. You're, I'm thinking. I'm processing this my own my own self. I'm like, I'm miss. I'm not speaking the language. Um, man, you said so much, Chris. Um, I, I got to say a couple things. So, for some reason, right about the year ten mark two, is me and my wife also went kind of through. Um, wow, just a real impasse, right? That um, yeah. we could not overcome and i'm sitting there telling her stuff like as plain and logical as you know at least said logical yeah. earlier as i possibly could it was just not getting through still turning into a fight uh and then she's trying to tell me her stuff and it's like I, we did come to a um a crisis and so it was like that's where I was willing to put money into like paying a guy like you mm -hmm. and we both got counselors and then um inadvertently we did that. I don't know if someone told us to do that, but that was really good. But we did get a marriage coach after all that. It kind of like, yeah. I say brought it together, but, um, mm -hmm. so I totally agree with that. Like that. And I almost think that you just can't even do it yourself. When I look back at that time, I'm like, I was telling her exactly the truth. I was like, I could, we can work this out. Like, just listen to what I'm saying. And it's like, for whatever reason, that just doesn't. Yeah didn't work. I wasn't, there was too much hurts and, and things that were going on. And so yeah. I really value, um, people that have like a ministry like yours that will sit mm -hmm. in that seat, help people get through it. Um, I, I almost feel like you just can't do it yourself yeah. to be honest. No, well, you're right. I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. And so none of us can do it yourself because we, we get trapped in these four walls and I'm looking at my studio here and and because a coach, you know, let me liken it to, to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, if he if he had something wrong with his stance on his free throw or his elbow was out a little bit, you know, but a coach can oversee things. They can see things that we can't because now hear this, because we're in the middle of it. When we're in the middle of doing life. 
We're in the middle of trying to fix something because that nature, men, we're men are fixers. You know, have you guys ever seen the the uh, the uh, video nail on the head where this lady has a nail in her head and and she's like, you're always trying to fix me. Look, if you just remove the nail and she's like, no, that's not it. I just want you to listen. So so and that's what happens to a lot of a lot of couples is that it's it's being able to listen and and hear. So often we try to we, we try to prove our point or we try to get our point across. And that is not what we're trying to do in communication. This is the skill sets that we teach because you're right, when a coach, when a, a coach or a mentor or someone can oversee what's what's real look look down, what's really going on, because they've been there, done that, and they've wore the t-shirt to prove it, as Les Brown would say. And so when when we go to conversations trying to, I just want to express my feelings. I just want to express, you know, what's going on here. Here's what I think, how we can solve the problem. Get this. That's not the goal of communication. Wow. The goal of communication is for me to understand Tara. I'll get my turn. Maybe, maybe not. My, my, my thing here is I want to hear what Tara is saying. And then, and then ask clarifying questions and then, and then ask, really, what did you mean by that? Tell me more about that so that you can be sure what to, what, what they're saying. And I always go to Tara with two different questions and here they are. Number one, is this a time for listening or is this a time to solve a problem? Because if this is time for listening, then I'm just going to shut up and listen. Because sometimes, a lot of times, they just want to process it. They just need the time to, to air out and think through it. They think out loud. And so as they talk through it, they'll get ideas. Oh, I, okay, I know how to handle this. Sometimes they're going to come to me or my wife will come to me and say, this is the time to let's solve a problem. So then it's a different listening ear, if you can say that, that I have. Because now I'm listening not just to listen, to hear and console, but now to solve a problem. So now it's now it's game on. Not that I wasn't listening before, but there's a difference between console. I'm listening to console someone or listen and, and, and feel what they feel. And I'm listening to solve a problem. It's just this is different. So that's how we do it. But uh, certainly, you know, we can't do this on our own. And, and anyone who wants to keep their money in their pocket, let, let me know how that works out for you. You know, you might you, it, there's two schools of thought. There's going to divorce or there's going to be unhappiness involved when unless unless you're connecting. But but if there isn't, then it's time to get the skill set. It's you know, there Harvard did a study over 80 years. I mean, people died <laughs> by the time this was done, it was going on. And uh, Harvard did a study for over 80 years. What is the what is the main point of happiness? What is how do you get happiness? How do you define happiness? 80 percent. Now get this, 80% said it wasn't the it wasn't the job, it wasn't the house, it wasn't the car, it was their own personal relationships with those closest to them. Wow, relationships. And because we're not taught this stuff, doesn't it stand the reason that that's where our focus should be? That's where our dollar should be. Not in the next gadget, not in the next whatever. If if a, if a car has to fall by the wayside for me to be able to connect with my wife and to, you know, um, the marriage bed, we know it's undefiled. If not to connect there, then what good is the car? 
What good is the house? What good is the anything if my wife needs a, you know, needs a reason for me, uh, the, for us to be able to connect intimately? I need a place. She needs a reason. If I'm not giving her that reason, that's on me. That is on me. So, you know, blame your wife all the want, but <laughs> that never got me anywhere. I don't know. For all the couples we coach, that doesn't get anyone anywhere. The Adam syndrome, we call it, is is blaming <laughs> others for, uh, you know, for my emotional, you know, or my circumstances not to line up to what God wants. Because, well, because look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. No, we can't fix that. We can only we can only fix ourselves. Yeah, I mean, going back to when you're you're talking about money, like I always say with this now, because I literally was, I don't even know, it's too <laughs> frugal to like do that. Like, why would I pay this guy hundred bucks to? I could do this. Yeah, just wrong mentality. But yeah. um, that Matthew six twenty one, like where your treasure is, there your heart mm. will be. Right, and so oh, it's yeah, that's good. I think a big clue on what you do care about and love, like mm. is where you'll put your money. Like if it's only in you, like in your, your golfing, your cars, your hobbies, your trips, mm. um, and it's not in your wife or it's to develop you to both of you or on your children. Um, and you're, you said so many good things, but mm. like, then your heart's just out of whack and you're, you aren't going to be happy even. Yeah. So, uh, and i a couple things. I feel like what you're saying is almost the same as like with children too. The value is communicating. The value is understanding them, um, not just your wife. And so that yeah. was kind of a light bulb moment yeah. when you're saying all this. I'm like, this skill yeah. to listen is just so crucial. And this hits me like this is a new podcast, right? I started last year and it's caused me to list, have to listen to people like my guests, like you. Mm. And I don't know that it's just like this natural skill of mine. Like I know some people are strong and like asking probing questions, but I am not. And so I've had to like learn the skill of interviewing someone. And it sounds a lot like that's what I should be doing um, yes. for my wife yes. is I'm like, I'm just the podcast host and I have to like get out of her the information. Like I'm trying to yeah. hear, you know, about the marriage revelation. So, yeah. yeah, that's so good. Uh, you know, and I would love to, to to talk a little bit about, you know, I'm yes, we're in the marriage space, but here's the deal. And not all the time we we've been in the we, we also have we teach couples how to connect with their children because oh, here's the deal. Great. The marriage children are here. Get this. Children are a welcome addition to the family. And what I see so often like, like, for example, there's a gentleman in one of our uh, classes that we teach who um, now has a has a daughter who wants to go to a particular country. And so uh, but they need help. They need help. He wants help. He wants to leave. But but yet he'll pay thousands of dollars for them to go to a, this country, Africa, but not on their marriage front. I, I can guarantee you 100 percent. Would ask your children, would they want to go to a, a missions trip or would they want mom and dad to get along? Because our children, and we can't hide this, we can't fake this. Our children see how we interact. Our children see how if there's a conflict, our children see if we're ignoring, our children see if we're angry. Obviously, some are more blatant than others, 
but they see that. We don't think they are. We don't think they're mature enough to understand, but they do. So the first place is the marriage. But the second, the, when, once we work with couples, they say, man, this is, you helped us so much. Help us, help, help us, help our children. And so then we take our, our their children through uh, what we call a personality assessment to help them understand the words, how God has uniquely wired them. Because everyone, like we have, for example, we have three children. Like this is a real life story. We have three children. And Tara, had they had a uh, they had a gift wrapping type of certain uh, bazaar at, at Christmas at uh, one of the schools that they in our neighborhood. And so they wanted us to be able to participate. So Tara eloquently learned uh, this information and knew that all three of our children are all totally different. You couldn't motivate them the exact same way. For our oldest son, hey, we're going to have fun. There's going to be here. Here's who's going to be here. Here, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. He was in. Now, our middle daughter, the one you know, Jeff, Amanda, she's yeah. more results. She had an A minus and she wanted to get an A plus or above, <laughs> you know, on this four point whatever scale. So what we said, and this is true, they were going to give extra credit if you showed up. So what Tara did was say, hey, look, there's going to be extra credit. You can take your A minus to at least an A or an A plus if you join. She was in. I'm all in because I want that. That's what I want. Now, our old, our youngest son is, again, totally different than all the other, the other, the other two. This one is more motivated by, you know, facts and figures and being able to, uh, you know, be more caring and kind and gentle. So how she was able to motivate him say, man, we really need your expertise and your ability to rap. And he's a really good rapper. He's really, he can rap presents like, like, like buzz. So that's how she motivated him. So then he was in. So all three of our kids, she talked totally different to each three of them, each one of them, and was able to then accomplish the goal, which was to get our family to this gift wrapping bazaar. So that's what we're trying to help people understand that we're all wired God has uniquely wired each of us. You know, Psalms 139, 13, and 14 says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I say that the Bible tells us who we are positionally, but Psalm 139, 13, and 14, what we help people understand is how that is expressed to the world. How am I fearfully and wonderfully made, and how does the world see that? And that's what we work with, is to be able to help first couples and then families, because it's it's so important for sure. Well, I mean, you said enough to where I'm like, I think people need to know, like, where do they get a hold of you? Where where yeah. should they be looking, uh, Chris, to well, if they want these resources and help? Yeah, the the email or the uh, the email is support at the marriage revelation, right? So support at the marriage revelation, uh, or you can email me directly, Chris at the marriage revelation. We have a website. Eloquently left and named enough the marriage revelation. And then we also, uh, for your audience, we have a free gift for, uh, for everyone who's there. It's called, and it's at the link. And I think it's in your show notes, um, the marriage revelation.com slash training. And it's a four part series. And this is really going to be breakthrough uh, for a lot of couples, how to turn your arguments into winning conversations we have a Facebook group called the marriage revelation as well. And we ask some questions. What do you, what is the main thing that you want to learn about 
in this group. And by far, 90% conflict, conflict. How do I get along with my spouse? And that's what we're going through. How to win, how to turn your arguments into winning conversations this is the free uh, video series. You'll see me and Tara and really take me up on that. That's really good. That's, that's awesome. the, the link there. Cause we spent, uh, we spent all of our lives trying to help, help people turn winning, how to turn arguments into winning conversations. That is so good. I, I mean, you went through all these skills, right? Uh, and it was like the third thing I wrote down as a skill was just when you said the listen and I'm like, how am I forgetting to do that? Like, cause as soon as you said it, I'm like, I, I quit doing that. I knew that at one point yeah. and I tried it sometimes, but I don't see myself doing that recently. So, yeah. uh, I yeah, love that really you have mindset realizing that, you know, once I understood that my, the communication that we have, my goal is not to get my, my point across to make sure I'm heard, whatever it's, it's, it's to be able to, understand yeah what tar is telling me oh it's so good when i so, have that mindset shift <clears throat> it's it's not about me yeah and selfishness is 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 high up on the list of what what destroys a lot of marriages and so if not the highest one money's up there <laughs> but um it's going to have conversations and you can't have conversation when you're too busy thinking about what you're going to say proving your point you know, you're correct. You're wrong. Here's where you're wrong. Here's where mm. you can get it right. And see, and this is what gets people in trouble a lot. So that's why you've got to take me up on that offer. How to turn arguments into winning conversations. And part of that's going to be changing the mindset of the communication cycle. Awesome. All right, everybody. Click the, click that link in the show notes. Get the training. Um it's just like if you are part of a sports team, like any guy, right? You yeah. there would always be a coach. Like there's no way you're just showing up and and not having a coach. So utilize this this free training that Chris is offering. I I really appreciate that, Chris. Um, yeah. uh, I think it even to guys that maybe even knew that at one time. Like we're not always going to stay sharp. So this is like a, a like a checking in. Like get some get some additional training. Um, I think it keeps coming to my mind. Like if you are going to get married and you have kids or you are married, have kids, you need to get people skills. And that's exactly what you're teaching, yeah. like how to have good relationships. And that I don't think this is just for your marriage, just for your yeah. kids, but that's where you need to learn it. Um, first, because it's so important what you're building with your wife and, yeah. you know, building a family, building a legacy and for it to get torn by divorce. And we both know that happens, right? Because, people don't have the skills to maintain it, to go through it yeah. for whatever reason. And we're not blaming people. It's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We but, have an acronym called GOAT. You guys have heard of Tom Brady or LeBron yeah. or Michael. Go greatest of all time. Well, I've changed the acronym. I've changed it. You ever want to know what it is? It's GOAT. G stands for God's word. A or O stands for the opportunity to understand. This is what we're trying to do. When we, when we do a, a an assessment, we, it's like a relationship blueprint. It like to, to Jeff, Jeff, when you, you guys yeah. were married, you and your wife uh, was married and the pastor or the clergy was sitting up there marrying you two. Now, if, if they, what's your wife's name? Rachel. Rachel. If, if your pastor would say, Rachel, here's how Jeff, here's how he restores. Here's how he communicates. Here's what causes him stress. Here's what, 
you know, how he's going to communicate and, and uh, deal with, deal with issues. Here's how he thinks. Okay. Here's how he spends money. Now, would that be helpful to Rachel? If, if, and we helpful for you, if, if she knew how it's like an operation manual, like an operation and instructions, how to, how to connect with Jeff and Jeff, if you were given, here's Rachel's operation blueprint or a relationship blueprint. Here's how she restores. Here's how she communicates. Here's what causes her stress. All of those things. Here's how she spends money. All of those things. How to do everything. If you were given that blueprint, how would that make you feel? Not just make me feel like <laughs> I, we would have navigated like like so well, like professional married married couple. Like because <laughs> that's, that's all the stuff I didn't know. I had no yeah. idea. I thought she was so, like me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what we do. We we think love is going to make the perfect alignment. But so we have the acronym GOAT is that when God's word coupled with the opportunity to understand, which is the relationship blueprint that we provide, and it'll give you and you apply it, apply the GOAT, God's word, and apply the, the understanding, then you'll get T, the transformation. It's a very simple framework. It's tried and true. Thousands of couples have been through this program. And I'm telling you, it's uh, it, it'll work. It, it, it's worked for others. It's it'll work, it'll work for you. It's worked for me. And if we didn't get the breakthrough in it, we wouldn't be able to do it, for sure. Man, so. that is. I appreciate you sharing that. That is, that's so good. I ah, I know you you touched on like how you like just went with your career, right? And it's like mm-hmm. you kind of almost like the career got out of place in one sense that it yeah. consumed too much. And you didn't, and at the same time, you didn't have the skills that you have today, Mm -hmm. you know, for your wife. And so, you know, a lot of people that do listen to this, like this more entrepreneurial people, right. And they can do the same thing with business, right. It's so easy to work in your business to earn money um, and kind of not forsake, but like subtly value it more than the relationships that you have in your family. Um, And so... I appreciate you giving the free resource, um, for, for our listeners. Um, is there, is there something that, you know, like I'm pretty, I'm always thinking like, Hey, what would Jeff like 20 years ago need to hear? Right. And what would I want to teach him? And, and I'm guessing like your training essentially is what you wish you would have known before you got married. Mm -hmm. Um, but what, what do you say to people that like, they're at that crisis point, right? This isn't like, mm-hmm. like they're there facing it in yeah. the eyes. She's leaving. He's something, or maybe they just split. Like, mm-hmm. can you bring some encouragement? Mm-hmm. Um, what would yeah. you say to people like that? Well, yeah. we know that with God, all things are possible. And we know, yeah. you know, <clears throat> the focus has got to be, individual rather than trying to fix or heal or whatever, because when we learn those personal development skills, we will be the person that the other person becomes attracted to again, to fall in love with again. And we've had couples who were uh, divorced and got this information about how to, how to connect a relationship blueprint. And so once they got that, then they were, they were remarried and lived, not happily ever after, because that's a misnomer. But now they have the tools to be able to navigate when life comes at us. And life will. Marriage will come at us. It still comes at me and Tara. But we now have the skill set 
and the tools to be able to navigate um, the things. You know, you know, one of the things for me when I was um, I was just a blind guide. You know, I I was a uh, a church pastor and a leader in the church, but I was one man behind closed doors and another man in front of closed in front of the crowd. And so that caught me. So my 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 word of encouragement for other people is just to come out, be real in all areas and be able to now say, okay, here's, here are my issues. Here's what I'm bringing. Here are the issues I'm going to work on. And we're all on a journey, Jeff. It's, it's okay. It's okay. As long as there's a lot of grace, there's a lot of forgiveness in the other person, as long as they know that a, your heart is for them, not against them. Hmm. You know, a lot of couples, they uh, and I could go on and on. A lot of couples, you know, we fight each other and we have a real enemy out there who does not want us. He comes to kill, steal and destroy. And so when we fight each other, when we stop fighting each other and start to complete, then that commitment is the safety net. Like in a high wire uh, uh, act, when someone's practicing for a high wire act, there's always a safety net for them to fall down. Boom, and they bounce off of it. That's what commitment is. Mm. Marriage should be a sacred place for people to be able to heal, to be able to grow. Like, suffice it to say, I'm just a, a grown man in a little boy's body. And that's how most men are. That's how most women wow. are. Because of the fact we've had so much trauma, so much, so many issues come up, so much hurt in between me and Tara that we just, marriage has got to be the, the place for people to heal and the people to communicate. If we can't do it there, where are we going to go? Wow. It's just that that's why, that's why this is so important to be able to get this right. It has to be the area. Do you know, Jeff, that the very first covenant that God made with man was between Adam and Eve, the marriage unit hmm. before Abraham, before um, uh, David, before Noah, it had to have been, it was, it was, it was the marriage unit because it was the greatest small group. It was the most intimate, Adam and Eve. And that's how the core of society is. And this is why we're under attack. I mean, the couples that we're teaching are under attack because God, Satan does not want this to survive. He wants to, he wants to deceive. He wants to kill, till, steal, and destroy. And he does that through the lies that we believe. And that biggest lie is that their, their partner is the enemy. We don't think it like, well, that's you're the enemy, but we approach it like that. Like they're the enemy. They're the other team. No, we're on the same team. Man, that's so good. I've never even heard that before, but you're right. Mm -hmm. That would have been the, the first covenant. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought up commitment too. Yeah. Cause I, I think about when me and my wife were coming to our crisis and it was like, I knew like I'm either going to go live with my parents, but I'm still committed to like, I just need to get out of the situation, yeah. you know, and separate to kind of regroup. And we didn't have to get that far, uh, thankfully. Um, but I'm glad you said that commitment. Marriage should be a commitment. And yeah. if that's true, you know, you should like assess, like, is there lies that I'm believing? Like, am I targeting my spouse as the problem when we know, like the Bible says, we wrestle against, you know, mm -hmm. um, powers, principalities, things that it's not people, right? There's other mm -hmm. things trying to come against 
what you're building. Um, yeah. And it seems like, yeah, in the Bible, the devil's always coming against marriage. He's trying to divide yeah. uh, and conquer because, yeah, divided will fall. But if together, the marriage union, like if, if the wife, she's such a helpmate to the husband and he's loving and, and serving her, like that's almost unstoppable. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, that's good you said that because I we we have a we have couples that we teach at our at our church, and that's that's what the illustration is that when I can just get this concept, like Tara's a different person, she has different strengths, different abilities, and I'm a different person, I have different strengths, different abilities, and when we can come together, we are unstoppable. But so many couples are like, ah, oh, man, I don't understand. You're wrong, and so we're fighting each other, like. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. God wants us to complete. complete. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're fighting here, like you're not walking and you could, you can accomplish so much more as it's cause there's something about your life that is a ministry, like, or call it what you will. You know, that's our Christian term for it, but like you should be doing something as a couple that helps other people, whatever that, whatever you want to call that, like you're making the world a better place. And, boom, you start fighting within, dude, you're not going anywhere. You're not walking yeah. in what is God really has for you um, mm. or life has for you. Uh, I'm glad you brought up like being real. Like, and I think that's something that men struggle with. Everybody yeah. can. And I had just read this morning, Proverbs, I was looking this up, 28, 13. And it was, he who conceals is like transgressions will not prosper. Mm. Um but he who confesses and forsakes them, he will find compassion. Um, and that just even leads to what like James, I think five says where like confess your sin so you can like be healed from it and move mm-hmm. on. Like some part of your marriage, like you're part of the problem, like the things you've said and that you've done towards your wife, mm-hmm. you did it and you yeah. have to, and you, we talked about, or you talked about way earlier, um, taking ownership of that. Like, and I think that accountability is what maybe men need to like give each other. Like, dude, if you dude, if your buddy is coming saying, Oh man, we're, we're heading to divorce. Hey, it's like, well, what part of, did you cause? I mean, you caused part of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how are you fixing it? Like, yeah. Oh, just talking to her. That's all you're doing to fix it. You're not putting any money into this. You're not putting, you know, getting a mentor in this, like, no, dude, you need to, you said fight earlier. Yeah. And there, there's something in us, man, that like, dude, you, you would go fight to the death to maybe defend your country or defend some person. Maybe you see at the park getting, you know, killed or something, yeah. but just this at home, precious woman that is bearing your children, that has served you, that has been with you. You're not fighting for her. Like that, how is that? Yeah. How do we get to that point, right? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Well, we have a saying too. He who is the most vulnerable gets the most breakthrough. Ooh, that's so good. the more vulnerable that I can become with Tara and with others, then the more breakthrough I get, which means that I'll, I'll be able to connect with my with, with Tara. I will we, we'll be able to connect with my children <clears throat> because I'll be honest, I, I didn't have this skill set. I didn't yeah. know what it, it was that never exemplified or never taught me. That wasn't their fault. It was my fault. But so now that's why I'm on this mission to be able to help guys understand that it's okay to want to hunt and to fish and to all that. 
but not at the sacrifice where we can't understand our wives. Well, that's mm. just the way I am. I've been told so many times, I can't tell you, like, oh, relationships are a chick thing. What do you mean? Well, no, the relationships are a gr- girl thing. I'm a man. I, I fish. I hunt. And so, okay, bro, how's that working out for you? Does your wife like you? <laughs> so what I like to say is that relationships are a human thing. Yeah. Not a man or not a woman thing. It's a human thing. And so we can't sacrifice our relationships on the altar of success like what I did and think that, well, I'm just going to be a, I'm going to be a, a macho. I'm going to do jujitsu. I'm going to be this guy who drives a truck. Sure, you can do all that, but please, not the expense of your family. I'm showing you who I got to be, who I am. That's how God made me. And that's what you like. You know, well, so to connect. Well, let's call that out real quick. Like to in reality, that's that's like a boy, like a selfish, immature meant boy mentality is what you're saying. But you're yeah. in a you know, a 40 year old man's body with you know, you got a beard, you're you got plaid, <laughs> you know, hunting stuff. But it's like, yeah, but inside you're acting like a selfish boy. Yeah. And that's really to... what we really all are at the yeah. time until, until we allow God to say, okay, touch that piece of my heart. Yeah. Touch this piece. Help me to be a better husband, a better father, a better grandfather. Now that I'm that like, how do I do all that? Well, it comes from surrendering to the King of Kings. It comes from the ability to God, give me the skill sets and he will. And that's what he did for us. He gave us the skill sets. I understood the word. I understood I was a pastor, but I didn't know how to apply it. And that's what we help with is how do you apply the word of God when it says to honor more, to trust more, to love more? How do you actually do that? And what we do is we help people with a framework of being able to speak the words that will communicate love to the other person. Oh, it's easy for me to speak, you know, like a, like English to Yiddish when Tara is hearing Yiddish, but it's it's harder for me to learn Yiddish. But yet, that's what God has called me to do. Yeah, God wants me to learn a language that resonates with her so we can connect, so we can quit fighting each other. Because that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to, to, well, let's fight each other. That's as good as it's going to get. That's where we're going to live, live a level of mediocrity because that's the way it's designed because we're just going to argue. No, it doesn't have to be that way. But if you want it that way, you can. And just hope to God that your wife doesn't leave you. <laughs> wow, that's that's so good. And I gotta address that you said like like who has who confesses the most or something like gets the most breakthrough. Like yeah, he was the most vulnerable. Gets the most vulnerable. There you go. And so I think that's a struggle too. Like sometimes as men, we gotta like internal. No, we gotta be strong. Like we can't yeah. show the vulnerability. I gotta be the the anchor. The you know and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think scripture, I think God really flips the world upside down and says, actually, you know what? If you just do what I say, so much more power will happen in, in your person uh, if you just do what I say. And so, and he clearly teaches, no, it's confession. You took part in it. You have a problem. You did, you're part of the problem. So please get it out there yeah. and uh, address it, take full ownership of it. And, uh, so anyways, I, I'm really glad you brought that up too. So, 
Uh, that's the, the two biggest things I learned today. Okay. <laughs> Confess and listen now. I'm like, yeah, you're, you you're Bravo. So, yeah. oh, Chris, it's been, it's been so good uh, just hearing what your message is. And I, I'm really encouraged by it. And I know a lot of people would be encouraged by, you know, taking you up on the free training or just connecting with you guys to get the coaching. Um, when is, are you guys out in churches already? Or like, what if pastors are listening to this and they're like, well, our church doesn't have that. So yeah. what's on the yeah, horizon Yeah, we absolutely uh, are taking this to wherever we have a, we're, we're working on a training manual because that's really what we're doing. We're, we're training people how to have healthy marriages. And so, um, we're, we're able to speak and we're able to deliver this because we're pastors are now our city reached our church, uh, locally is about 3000 people and that's where we go. But, um, it's a ministry born out of that, uh, church and where we're combining because, um, just a real brief, uh, one of our pastors went to, we have a marriage getaway to Cancun, Mexico. And, uh, we were full. We had already sold it all. But he says, man, there's something the Lord's all over this. I got to get I got to get there. I got to get there. And he saw what we did. And he said, I've got to have this. This church has got to have this. This is going to be the breakthrough. This is the this is the breakthrough that our church needs. And so that's why. So for six weeks intensive, we we trained um, leaders. Now we're training another group and it's going to be a cornerstone type of curriculum that we're creating um, for this church, along with freedom, to be able to say, okay, because uh, because churches, if you don't have a strong marriage, if you're a pastor out there, if you don't have a strong marriage ministry, it's going to be hard to grow. Yeah. Because this is what this is what this is how God has designed it: Adam and Eve, the first union, and so this is the core of society. So if we don't try to help the core of society, then all bets are off. All bets are off. Mm. But every all big churches that I know who want will, you know, want this curriculum because um, uh, certainly that's what we want to do. So if you're a pastor out there, by all means, reach out to us. We have another company. It's called Marriage Insights Institute. That's our um, our church legacy, our church initiative. Uh, but still, email me at Chris at the Marriage Revelation, uh, and and I'll I'll be able to connect you to what we're doing and and to be able to help the churches because and help, help churches grow, but more importantly, help, help marriages get along, help put the facade that, that, you know, so many, so oftentimes it's like, Oh, you know, they'll be fighting on the church. The couples be fighting on the way to church. And then, and then they'll get to the, get to the gate. Praise the Lord. Yeah, (laughs) You're just about ready to punch your wife out a second ago, bro. And so once we get that realness, Hmm. that's where I was at. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so none of these things I've said here is anything that I have not done, said, done, must have done or said myself. Uh, so, uh, so we speak out of experience. And so uh, the Bible does talk about, you know, you want to learn from people with experience. You don't have to go through what, what me and Tara went through in order to do. This is why, there's the Old Testament. Why the stories are there is to learn, to grow. We don't have to make the same mistake that David yeah. made. And that's why that whole series in here about Bathsheba. So we don't have to make that same mistake. So that's what we're trying to help people do. Shorten the gap so they don't have to make these mistakes that we've made. That's so good. That's wisdom right there. Mm-hmm. Like learning a skill 
from someone else so that you're not learning all the bumps and lumps from the hard way doing it yourself. Like that's, and we have, and there's some things you got to learn that way, but you know, maybe you don't risk your marriage like that is, you know, don't in your family. Cause that's quite an investment that we have and and you have a lot to lose. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, most people that are divorced, you know, except for maybe for a, cases of abuse, like more than likely, you yeah. know, it'd been better if you stayed in that and worked through it. But, yeah. um, but wherever you're at now, regroup, get the skills that you need to have so that you can do yeah. it better the next time. So that's right. All right, Chris. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad you, you brought this message and you offered, uh, the training for our audience. And so, uh, with that, People, fathers, put the work in today, you know, in your faith, family, finances, and fitness. Just do little steps even. It's a little step to sign up for Chris's um, training. And it's like, how much of an impact can that have for the future with with your wife and with your kids? And so with that, put the work in. So in a year from now, you're thanking yourself Mm -hmm. saying, I'm so glad I did that. And yeah. I'm glad where my family's at. I'm glad I saved my marriage. I'm glad I am have a better relationship with my kids. So with that, we'll see you guys all on the next one. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Chris.